everybody welcome back to another episode of the gx wrestlecast we're on episode 110 of my little wrestling recap show where once a week i go through all of the major wwe and aew shows give you the recap give you the review let you know what's going on in both of the companies storyline wise wrestling and at the end of the show i give out my three stars of the week awarding my three favorite matches that i witnessed with my eyeballs that week And if there's a big pay-per-view, I will do a separate episode reviewing that pay-per-view. And I think we're out of the clear. No more pay-per-views for a little bit. So I can have a little bit of a break. And let's dive into the recap. We're starting off with Monday Night Raw in St. Louis. We got the World Heavyweight Champion. Seth Rollins is in the ring. He's cutting a promo. St. Louis really wants Cody Rhodes and they're also booing The Rock which is interesting so that's kind of uh the the WWE universe has made it known that they would prefer to have Cody finish a story against Roman Reigns so pretty interesting so Seth calls Cody Rhodes out to the ring Seth wants Cody to challenge him at Mania Drew McIntyre interjects tells Cody he has to finish the story and beat Roman Reigns Drew tells Seth he's done a great job as World Heavyweight Champion, but it's McIntyre's turn. He blasts Seth with a headbutt, Rhodes fights off Drew, and damn, I am with McIntyre and St. Louis. Let's do it, man. Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns and Rollins versus McIntyre at WrestleMania. The Rock ain't earned shit. I'm I'm all about it. I, I am proud of the universe. Great opener right here. McIntyre, again, just spectacular, man. This guy is on fire fire thumbs up for that and yeah i think um it hasn't been made official as far as i know for the rock at wrestlemania i think uh, at this point hearing what the fans have to say about it it might not be the year for rock and roman we'll have to wait and see but yeah goddamn good opener we move on is the tag team titles number one contenders qualifier match and it's a four-way we got diy Gargano and Champa versus The New Day, Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston versus The Creed Bros, Julius and Brodus versus Imperium. Oh my goodness, what's their name? Kaiser and Vinci. I am going to pass out. Gargano dives to the outside, wipes out the pile. Julius springboard Swanton to the outside. Good lord. Here comes Champa. He says, Hold my beer. Champa avalanche white noise to Xavier to the outside, just wipes out everybody wow that was amazing thumbs up for all that julius insane suplex kip up spree protecting brutus while he applies the ankle lock that was awesome brutus hits the cannonball to the outside takes everybody out diy clear the creeds out meet in the middle on vinci and diy grabs the w and they will be facing bait and done for a title shot that was an awesome match right there. Holy crap. Nonstop action throughout. Tons of crazy spots. The Creed Bros again stealing the show, man. These guys are so freaking talented. I'm so happy. They're absolutely killing it. They're undeniable. And that's awesome. All the teams, though, they were really good in this match. Tag team division, man. Continues to gain momentum. Keep this up, y'all. 8 at 10. Great match. We got an Elimination Chamber qualifier match. That is the next big pay-per-view upcoming. And it will be Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. We got Becky counters a gut wrench into a not-the-best-looking manhandle slam. And she defeats Baszler, qualifying for the Elimination Chamber. A pretty solid back-and-forth technical match right here. Nice counters and submissions. I like the way that Becky and Shayna work together. This was a good little match. Kind of interesting that Shayna won't be in the chamber, at least for now. I mean, she could qualify later, but you know, what was it? Two years ago, my wife and I just rewatched the Elimination Chamber where Shayna eliminated everybody in there and she won the whole thing. One of the probably the most dominating Elimination Chamber performance ever. And yeah, if she's not going to be in it, that's definitely, I feel like that's kind of her specialty match at this point. She used to fight in the UFC, she's used to going into a cage, but no Shayna Baszler in this year's Elimination Chamber, at least for now. Now, we got Adam Pierce. He finds Drew McIntyre backstage, finds him money. Rhea Ripley hits the ring, demanding Nia Jax get her ass to the ring right now. Adam Pierce tries to calm her down, offering her Nia Jax for Ripley's title at Elimination Chamber. Pretty good deal. Nia Jax comes out, walks right by Adam. 
Brawls with Ripley, destroys the champion with the Annihilator. Way to go, Adam Pierce. You, you, you blew it, but good chaotic moment right here. I will say that Pierce was funny. His reactions to just everybody ignoring him was great. And Ripley was very angry. And Nia smashed the shit out of her. So, yeah, I like this. Pretty good stuff. Thumbs up. We have a mixed tag team match up next. It's Tazawa and Maxine Dupree versus Ivar and Valhalla. Ivar Avalanche, World's Strongest Slam, puts Tazawa down for a quick W. Uh, did they not just do this match like a week or two ago? Essentially the exact same thing, but a little bit worse. Eh. We got Judgment Day. They're talking in their super secret hideout backstage. And here comes our truth. He manages to get in yet again. JD McDonough flips out. Finn Balor says he can't handle it, handle it anymore, and he leaves. And Priest is left all alone with R-Truth, and he's like, just make yourself at home, man. Just What is going on over here with R-Truth? I don't get it. Hilarious, though. Hilarious. We got JD McDonough with Dom Dom versus The Miz up next. Truth comes out handing out free t-shirts to the crowd. I, I would have loved one of those. McDonough, distracted, misses the moonsault. Truth puts a shirt over Dom's head. Miz super kicks him. Uh, Truth gives McDonough his cut of the money during the match, distracting him again. Miz hits a skull-crushing finale for the W. Our uh, truth funny again, but my dude, JD McDonough, he's picking up a lot of L's right now, looking like a goofball. Uh, the match was fine or whatever, but again, my argument is, like, I love our truth but he's kind of making the Judgment Day look like a goofy, weak group right now. So I love our truth but he can be funny with a diff- with anyone. It doesn't have to be Judgment Day. But, uh, okay, you've milked out enough of the t-shirt money. Let's, let's move on, please. Adam Pierce meets with Braun Breaker backstage to, dis- to discuss contract details. Don't get any real uh, confirmation if he is or isn't going to be there. We'll just have to wait and see. Now we have Imperium. They introduce the Intercontinental Champion, Gunther, to celebrate over 600 days as the champion. Gunther, confident he will hold the title for over 1,000 days, says nobody can beat him. And at this point, yeah, no one can beat this guy. Out comes Jey Uso. St. Louis goes absolutely nuts for Jey Uso. Jey wants a shot at the Intercontinental title. Yeet! Gunther trash-talking. Jay shoves him. New Day arrive to assist Jay and Gunther showing off his funny side right here in this segment. I really, really like that. He's really blossoming into this all-around amazing talent right here. Thumbs up for that. Jay insanely over in St. Louis. That was pretty opt- awesome. He was amped up. And yeah, this could be a really good situation for Jay. I mean, yeah, he's main event Jay, but I've never honestly taken him as a main event talent. He is very, very popular, but could I ever see a Jay Uso as the world champion? No, not honestly, but I, I, I really like him. I'd like him to see him fight Gunther. That would be cool. There we go. Moving on. Women's Tag Team Championship match. The Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Kairi Zane defending against Chance and Carter for their rematch. Chance is alley-ooped into the Warriors, taking them out. Chance and Carter hit an after-party on Asuka, but Kairi Zane is there to break up the pinfall, and she stops the keg stand from happening. Insane elbow, DDT combo, Kabuki Warriors retain. Dang it. Pretty solid rematch. I am still very sad that they took the titles off of Chance and Carter. I, I really like them as a team. And as the champions are really coming into their own, I felt like they cut, they pulled the plug on them way too early. And I don't think they got enough momentum out of that championship run. They held it for maybe a month, not even that. So I don't know. they not necessarily saying that they ruined Chance and Carter, but... They definitely had a lot more momentum to gain out of a championship run. And that's, they just pulled the plug and I'm pissed. We got Sami Zayn. He is interviewed. He's still chasing the dream of becoming WWE champion. Just a nice short interview right here with Sami. I mean, honestly, after they didn't pull the, the trigger with Sami at WrestleMania and the whole Sami, what was it called? WrestleZania? Like, I don't know, man. When they don't pull the trigger on them and, and your Sami was never... He was so popular. I don't think he's ever going to be that over with the crowd. Um, It just sucks, man, but uh, you never know. Main event time. It is a bull rope match. Cody Rhodes versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And please let this be their last match together. Cody locks in a figure four. Shinsuke gently dinks Rhodes with the bell on his noodle. Cody pedigree on Shinsuke. We got a near fall there. 
Nakamura spits the red mist into Cody's eyes, but Cody is still able to nail a crossroads. Shinsuke kicks out of that. Cody whacks Nakamura in the nuts a couple of times with a rope, hits a second crossroad, pins, and wins. Very boring match until maybe the last few minutes of this. No blood or real violence that makes it a fairly pointless bull rope match. There was really no intensity here. Uh, I will say that they did simulate the look of blood uh, with the red mist at least. So there was at least, if you like turned on the TV midway through the match and you just saw like the red all over Cody Blake, oh, he's bleeding. But no, it was just red mist spit. So there's that. Drew McIntyre, disgusted at the lack of violence, viciously attacks Cody Rhodes after the match. So, yeah, Drew as unimpressed as I was. Not a very good match. Like I said, please, let's be done with Shinsuke and Cody Rhodes. It was a disaster. There's no chemistry. There's nothing there. Be done. And be done just like Raw is. That's the end of the show. St. Louis, well done. Very fired up crowd tonight. You guys get a thumbs up. Beginning was great, the opening segment and the four-way tag team match was fantastic. Ripley and Nia, that's starting to get pretty good, I will say. Jey Uso getting a massive reaction during Gunther's celebration was wicked. Is that going to be enough to take the title off of Gunther? I highly doubt it, but it should be fun. And they lost steam towards the end. The main event was just crap for me. I I was not feeling that match at all. And not feeling Cody and Shinsuke at all either. But still a pretty good Raw overall. 7 out of 10. We go now to NXT. And we're starting the show off with... It's Byron Saxton. He joins commentary now. So, yeah. I mean... Not really a big Byron Saxton fan either. He's He was on commentary. I think a three-piece team on SmackDown disappeared to more of a backstage role. And now here he is again. Commentary on NXT. He's okay, I thought, on this show. He's playing the more of the heel side, which is not his bread and butter. Uh, but it was okay. I mean, even if you're not a good heel, if you're acting like a heel, it's still fairly entertaining. He wasn't horrible, but not the best duo, I would say. Anyway, Carmelo Hayes is He comes out and answers for what he did to trick at Vengeance Day. Crowd chanting, fuck you, Mello. Carmelo's only statement is, no, I didn't. Drops the mic and leaves. Damn. Uh, Mello soaking up all that heat from the crowd. They're just giving it to him. And it is a very, very, very rowdy NXT crowd tonight. We get the Dusty Cup Tournament winners, Baron Corbin, Braun Breaker, the Wolf Dogs. They're celebrating slash joking around about their victory at Vengeance Day. They call out tag team champions Dawn and Stax for a title shot. And then they join commentary to watch Axiom and Nathan Frazier versus Malik Blade and Idris Anofe. Spanish Fly and Phoenix Splash combo from Axiom and Frazier. We get a near fall there. Another Phoenix Splash from Nathan. Axiom Golden Ratio pins and grabs a huge W. Awesome performance from both teams. Crazy fast paced back and forth match. Nice near falls. Blade to Nofe. I don't know. I, they tend to have very good matches most of the time. Maybe this was their best match I've seen. They're super underrated. 8 out of 10. Great match right here. We get Breaker and Corbin. They attack Axiom and Frazier after the bell because they don't like them. We have the NXT champion Ilya Dragunov. He wants answers for why Mello betrayed Trick. Dijak arrives instead. He talks trash over a very rowdy crowd, like I said. Dijak pops Dragunov in the face. They have a little brawl, and they get separated. Oh, baby. I want it. I want it. I want Dijak versus Dragunov for the championship. Uh, we'll get that later, but not for the championship, sadly. We move on. It is Lexus King going up against Riley Osborne with Chase U. Riley getting too distracted from the lack of Thea Hale in the crowd. King takes advantage, spinning neckbreaker, grabs a W. An all right quick match, a few stiff strikes from both men. Not very long, not much to say. JC Jane giving Hale advice on how to play hard to get with Osborne. Absolutely hilarious. Love it. Keep it up, Thea Hale. Thumbs up. We got Carmelo Hayes. He's in the ring again, getting booed to oblivion. Melo claims he wanted success for Trick, but Trick crossed the line when he started chasing the NXT Championship. Hayes admits it was him that attacked Trick all those weeks ago. (gasps) Oh my god. Trick's music hits. The crowd goes nuts. 
but it's a fake out. Oh, I love that. Mello calls Trick nothing but a hype man. And this is a great heel segment right here for Carmelo Hayes. Back to where I want him to be. I like him much more as a heel. And yeah, man, he's just absorbing heat right now. Love it. Thumbs up. Good shit. Roxanne Perez versus Lola Vice up next. Spinning back fist by Lola. Tatum runs down trying to cash in a contract. Vice distracted. Roxanne hits Pop Rocks. Pins and wins. Solid quick match. Bad blood between these two. Lola throwing some nice strikes. Yeah, it was all right. We have Fallon Henley now with uh, Ren Sinclair going up against Lash Legend and Jakara Jackson with the metaphor. Lash nails a powerbomb on Sinclair, grabbing the victory for metaphor. Sinclair cut off from the tag, metaphor dominating this whole match. The match was okay. Um, didn't see a lot of Fallon. I mean, I don't know, it wasn't doing a lot for me here. We have Jensen finds Briggs, and he just spills his guts to him, saying he is lost without them. Briggs screams at Jensen, telling him to grow up. Damn, alright. So, now I will say that... Briggs did it in like kind of a big brother way like I'm gonna give you tough love because it's what you need I don't know if they're gonna get into a feud unless Jensen took it the wrong way and maybe he starts fighting but again this just makes me think that they had no plans for Jensen and what he's going to do so he's just begging for to be back in the tag team so I don't know what the future is for these for this group but um yeah it doesn't look great for Jensen but again we'll see where this storyline is going to play out Main event time. Ilya Druganov versus my boy, it's Dijak. Thunderous chops from Druganov. Something grabs Dijak from underneath the ring, but Dijak just ignores it and delivers a lovely discus boot right to Ilya's face. How you doing? Big old choke slam and a springboard elbow drop from Dijak. We get a near fall there. Gacy appears from under the ring and bops Dijak in the face with a boxing glove. H-bomb from Druganov, and he wins another war versus Dijak. I'm telling you, y'all, I can watch these two fight every week. Like, I just love it. The chemistry is just so good. Stiff fight, big bumps, close near falls, super high intensity. Like, goddamn, 8.5 out of 10. Just a great match. Carmelo attacks the champion after the match, holding up the NXT Championship. Okay, and that's the end of the show. Great NXT with a super rowdy crowd. There's a group of like, I don't know how many, but they were super rowdy, chanting up a storm and just getting the whole building into it. Good job from them. Carmelo, a heat magnet, didn't even need to say any words. If he did, like, he didn't have to say shit, bro, but he did, and I liked what he said. Just, uh, just drawing the heat. Love it. Opening and the main event matches were great. I'm loving Thea Hale's romance with Osborne. It's so funny. 8 out of 10. This is a great NXT. Now we roll into SmackDown and Charlotte. North Kakalaki. We got Triple H, Adam Pierce, and Nick Aldis in the ring. All the brass is there. Uh, generally, when you see all the brass, that's uh, something big's going down. So Triple H announces it will be Roman Reigns defending the Undisputed Championship against Cody Rhodes, the people have spoken. Pierce also announces there will be a 12 superstars uh, little qualifier tournament thingy for the Elimination Chamber, which is cool. You look at some of the names in there. Oh, fuck yeah. There's some some big names in that 12 people. Also, Dom Mysterio, who in that of himself is a pretty big name. But yes, yeah, so uh, the night before, they had their little uh, whatever um, WrestleMania fucking press event or something or, or whatever and rock roman were there they had their little interaction the people were booing they made it very clear that they wanted cody rhodes and they gave it to them so there we go we're gonna have cody rhodes has the potential to finish the story at wrestlemania i'm like i want it of course i'm just nervous that they're not going to pull the trigger they didn't last year so why would they pull it this time but i mean the people have spoken it's nice that they're listening to the people for a long time there. I mean, the Vince McMahon era, he wasn't listening to the people at all. So, yeah, but uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I'm good with The Rock. Just he's He can show up another time. They can have that match. It's just, it didn't feel right. Like, it was definitely just like, oh, hey, I'm The Rock. Get the hell out of my way. I'm going right to the top. Immediately put into the top main event WrestleMania spot. Like, nah, that that doesn't sit right. So, I'm I'm happy overall with that announcement. 
And now we move into that Elimination Chamber qualifier with LA Knight on commentary. Yeah, it's Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles. Damn, that's a, that's a big match right here. Drew throws Styles near LA Knight. Yeah, Knight pours water on AJ. Oh, dear. Styles roll up on Drew McIntyre. That gets interrupted by LA Knight. Yeah, who is hot. McIntyre nails a Claymore for the W, qualifying for the Elimination Chamber. Oh, yeah. So... Solid opening match and, I guess, segment overall. Uh, Styles. I don't know what's going on with AJ Styles. He looks jacked. He looks huge. His abs are just, like, pumping out. Like, he looks great. Uh, but very happy that Drew McIntyre is getting the spot in the Elimination Chamber. I hope he wins it. I mean, again, Drew McIntyre has just been on fire, at least in my opinion. He's just... I love him right now, and I'm rooting for him. And the match was solid. We got Sammy, Sammy Zayn getting interviewed about the qualifier versus Randy Orton in the main event. Sammy says he's nervous, but he's going to get the job done. Just a quick, decent interview here. We move on to another elimination, uh, elimination Chamber qualifying match. It's Bianca Belair going up against Mia Yim. Mishin, whatever. Mia eats or hits eat defeat, sending Bianca out of the ring. Belair counters a Styles clash. KOD Bianca qualifies for the Elimination Chamber. Good effort from Mia Yim. She put it all out there. She was in control for more of the match than uh, you would have uh, expected against Bianca, which is nice for her. But it was pretty damn predictable that Bianca was going to win. I mean, no offense to Mia Yim. It's just, it's Bianca, dog. The match was okay. We move on. Braun Breaker is asking Triple H for advice for which brand to choose. They are interrupted by Paul Heyman, who introduces himself to Breaker. Oh, buddy, man. Braun Breaker and Paul Heyman, that, that's, that just equals money. I mean, I hope they, they do that. I mean, it, it just, Braun Breaker. Like, oh, it's, it's, it's gotta happen. It's gonna happen, and it better happen. But yeah, little tease right here for that. For where Braun ends up, I don't think it really matters. I think SmackDown would probably be a better spot for him to flourish uh, out of the gate. Maybe at some point he goes to Raw, but I think SmackDown would be the better spot for him. We got Bailey. She cuts a promo, receiving tons of support from the crowd, which is awesome. Dakota Kai runs out, trying to pass the blame onto Asuka and Kairi Zane, claiming they are the ones that turned EO against Bailey. Out comes damage control. Dakota fends them off with a chair. Bailey seems fairly convinced that Dakota is telling the truth. I'm not fully convinced at this point, but, uh, you know, if they want to help out Dakota, it wouldn't be a bad idea to latch her onto Bailey, strap her to that rocket, and maybe get some, uh, what's that, a little, little bit of that Bailey dust. So I don't know. I'm down with that. Help her out against damage control. And then you're going to, but. You, I think you're going to have to keep EO with the Kabuki Warriors and just so you have that heat going into the WrestleMania match. But I'd be okay with Dakota hopping on over. It makes sense. So, yeah, pretty decent situation right here. We move on to the number one contenders match for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. It's Tyler Bate. It's Pete Dunne with an E at the end of Dunne now. I don't think that... I think that's new. Anyway, versus DIY Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. We got Bate doing an airplane spin big swing combo showing off the strength. He doesn't do it for a very long time, but still ridiculous. Tyler Dive takes out Champa. Bitter end from Dunn. Pins Gargano, earning a shot at the Tag Team Champions. Oh, fuck yeah. Pretty good back and forth match right here. Tyler Bate was feeling it. He was he was the star of the show in this match for me. Uh, I wish it was a little bit longer, but you know how it is with uh, WWE and having longer matches. But it was still pretty good. 7 out then. We got Logan Paul. He's complaining to Nick Aldis about the lack of challengers and privileges. Are you kidding me? Aldis gives Paul an elimination qualifier match next week versus The Miz. Logan entertaining in this segment. Uh, Paul could potentially beat The Miz and enter the elimination chamber. I, you know, I think Paul could do well in the elimination chamber. He could you know, have a nice spot jumping off of one of the cells, he could definitely provide that. Now, he shouldn't win it, absolutely not, but I, you know, no disrespect to The Miz, I'm a big Miz fan, but I think Logan Paul going in there could be a lot of fun, you can have, like, all the WWE guys gang up on him, eliminate him in funny fashion, and yeah, I think that could be fun, so yeah, once, 
once they said it was the Miz, I'm like, okay, that's potential. He could win. But yeah, not bad for Logan Paul right here. Now we get to the main event. It's the elimination qualifier match. Sami Zayn versus Randy Orton. Orton hitting the RKO out of nowhere, pins Sami Zayn and qualifies for the Elimination Chamber. Now, it wasn't a squash match. It was just a very standard, slow Randy Orton. But uh, Sami's stuff, once he got into it, he, he turned up the pace. But yeah, it was a good effort from Sami. I'm sad he's not going to be in the Elimination Chamber. Talking about, you know, the, the door and the window is starting to close on his championship dreams. And yeah, not being in the Elimination Chamber, that pretty much, you know, closes the door for this year as well. A solid main event match. McIntyre comes out. He meets Randy Orton in the ring. They have a little stare off. They're trading some words that we don't get to hear. And that's the end of the show. A decent SmackDown. Uh, Honest, like I said, great that they aren't forcing The Rock versus Roman. That could have potentially been a disaster. But a real, you don't want to have a stink. This is WrestleMania 40. It's a big one. So yeah, they're they're gonna want to just you know do the right thing. Just please the crowd. Just give them everything that they want. Just just go all in with it. I do like the the mini qualifier tournament for the Elimination Chamber. Uh, You know, like the matches on paper, Sami Zayn versus Randy Orton. That sounds amazing, but, you know, they're not going to go all out with those matches on a Friday Night Smackdown. Uh, But the tag match as well was good. Rest of the matches were nothing special. I am interested to see what Dakota is going to end up doing with Damage Control and Bayley. Is she just going to turn her back on Bayley again, add add even more babyface, or use Bailey and get a little bit of popularity onto Dakota as well, adding her as an ally. I think that would be the right move for Dakota because, you know, Dakota, ah, she's just dealt with so many injury problems, but, like, she has potential. Like, I think if she could just stay healthy and get something rolling, Dakota could be something. But, yeah, SmackDown, it was okay. Five and a half out then. We get to AEW now. Doing Dynamite and Phoenix, Arizona. We got the number one contenders match for an AEW title shot at Revolution. It's Hangman Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland with Nana. Swerve thrown over the ropes, hits his shoulder hard on the apron, look painful. Swerve hits a beautiful moonsault dive over the ropes. Hangman catching Swerve in the face with that. I mean, all legs right in the face. How you doing? Buckshot Lariat from Swerve nails a double stomp from the top rope, but Hangman kicks out of that. That's ridiculous. Hangman somehow hits a DDT onto the barricade. Just ridiculous balance. Swerve stomps Hangman, who rolls onto a table, but the table breaks before they could do anything with it. So, Swerve needs to go get another one. He's like playing to the crowd. The crowd's giving it back to him. Funny moment right there. Hangman recovers, hits two buckshot lariats, pins, but Swerve's foot is on the rope. Goodness. Page hits a dead eye on the apron, but Nana, Nana does a dance, and it brings Swerve back to life. Just a little bit of ridiculousness thrown in there. Hangman clocks Nana with a chair. Swerve kicks the chair in Adam's face, nails another double stomp, but buckles his knee on impact. Hangman dead eye countered into a dead eye from Swerve. Through a table, goodness gracious, Swerve hits the JML driver pins, but time runs out. It is a draw. Oh, yo. Swerve demands five more minutes, but Hangman declines. He's like, nope, that's not part of the deal. You needed to beat me, so I'm not giving you what you want. But Tony Schiavone announces it will be a triple threat match now versus Samoa Joe at Revolution for the AEW Championship. Hangman has an absolute meltdown. He is not happy about that. He's like, no, it should be me versus Joe. But hey, man, I I, I dig it. It's a solid idea. But yet another epic battle between these longtime rivals, back and forth war, stiff strikes, wild near falls. The rare draw, actually, it felt right for this situation. And it didn't, like, it did kind of come out of nowhere. I felt like they did a well, a uh, pretty good job with that. I love Hangman drawing heat from declining the five more minutes. That was good. And just another banger from Swerve and Hangman. Eight at ten. AEW champion Samoa Joe rightfully pissed off at the announcement. He flips out, says he will destroy Swerve and Hangman. It doesn't matter. So, all right. I am very excited to see that match go down. 
We got Diana Perrazzo joins commentary for Red Velvet versus Tony Storm with Luther. Tony locks in a submission. Velvet forced to tap out. Storm grabs a quick W. Perrazzo enters the ring, gets in Tony's face. Tony sniffs Perrazzo, uh, maybe perhaps a little bit of a lick. Luther steps in between them before there's any blows. Uh, the match was eh, not really much going on there. More of the ongoing storyline between Deanna Perrazzo and Tony Storm. Fairly entertaining. We move on. It is the CML. CMLL Luchadors, Hashero and Volador Jr. and Mascara Dorado versus Claudio, Moxley, and Danielson. Dorado, wicked fast her Karana on Claudio, nails a shooting star press to the outside, taking out the Blackpool Combat Club. Ridiculous. Thumbs up for that. Hashero, clean knee to Moxley's face. How you doing? And then a really cool guillotine leg drop on Claudio. Hashero almost squashes the referee. Claudio, low blow, rolls up, pins, and steals the W for the BCC. CMLL Luchador swarm the ring. AEW wrestlers come out to defend their ring. Another entertaining showcase for the CMLL wrestlers. Dorado was particularly uh, awesome in this one. BCC, a good choice to battle the Luchadors. Nice nice mix of stiff and flash in this match. 7.5 out of 10. And are we building up to have this kind of... Uh, promotion versus promotion battle like CMLL versus AEW. I would be so down for that. Let's do it. We got Tony Khan. He announces a dynamite in Boston five weeks away from now called Big Business. Okie dokie. We got Chris Jericho versus Takeshka for the 4,000th time with the Don Callis family. Takeshka thrown to the outside. An upset Don Callis smacks Takeshka across the face. Oh, shit. Hobbs trips up Jericho. Sammy Guevara cracks Hobbs with a chair. It does absolutely nothing. But Sammy's cutter, that does some damage to Hobbs. Jericho wearing an Oni mask. He dives from the top rope to the outside, taking out Takeshka. Where did he get that mask? Avalanche, Blue Thunder, Bomb. We got a near fall there. Chris Jericho locks in the walls. But Don Callis creates a distraction. Stabs Jericho with a screwdriver. Takeshka locks in the Lion Tamer. Chris Jericho forced to tap out uh, to his own submission hold. Wow. Another rough battle between Callis, family, and Jericho. Stiff back and forth match. Lots of outside interference, though. Admittedly, hurt my enjoyment of this match, but still good. 7 out of 10. Main event time. Tornado Tag Team Rules. It's a tag team championship match. Big Bill, Ricky Stocks defending against Darby Allen. And Sting! It is Sting. We got a brawl, uh, brawling right out of the gate taken to the crowd. Sting leaps off of a platform taking out the champions. Goodness gracious. Sting is 64 years old. Amazing. Thumbs up for that. Darby is then caught by Bill into an amazing boss man slam. Looked incredibly painful and just beautiful. I could watch that all day. Thumbs up for that. Darby and Bill crash through a table. Sting runs into an exposed turnbuckle. Starks nails a spear, but Sting kicks out. Sting avoids a second spear, nails the Scorpion Death Drop, pins, stalks, and no! AEW Tag Team Champions, it's Darby Allen and Sting! Has to be, I, I, has to be. The greatest run of any wrestler over the age of 50, 55, perhaps I will go even low as 49. Sting is 64 years old, for goodness sakes. And he's still leaping off of shit, taking big bumps, and he's winning championships still. Amazing. Uh, Big Bill. Possibly the greatest boss man slam I have ever seen. That thing was, oh my god. Goodness. Also, throwing around Darby throughout the match was a lot of fun. Starks having second thoughts, putting Sting away at the end. Neat little moment there during the match that could end up maybe having a fallout situation with Big Bill and Starks. 7.5 out of 10. This is just ridiculous for Sting. Speaking of that, Sting celebrating with his sons uh, in the ring. We got the big confetti celebration. 
beautiful moment. And then the young bucks appear. They attack Darby and Sting viciously. Oh dear, I see where this is going. And that's the end of the show. We got a loaded show with top-notch wrestling all throughout. Most matchups, though, were like matches I've seen before, copy and paste from last week with the uh, Luchadors and BCC. But it was still good. Sting doing what he's doing at 64 is nothing short of uh, a miracle and legendary. Could use some more storyline building, though, in in these shows lately. It's been uh, very wrestling heavy, uh, not enough segments, video packages, you know, building up the characters of the wrestlers. Uh, They'll have, like, little short things that it's, I don't know, it's just not enough. There's... There's a, there's a happy medium here somewhere. I watch WWE and I watch AEW. WWE, not enough focus on wrestling. Too much storyline shit sometimes. AEW, too much wrestling. Not enough on the storyline. So there's a happy medium somewhere. And one of those companies is going to figure it out at some point. Um, but yeah, could use some more of that kind of stuff for AEW. But I mean, the wrestling is just so damn good. But their uh, formula of just match after match after match after match, it, it gets stale. And when you watch it week after week, you're starting to see the same matchups. It's starting to grind on me a little bit. So they got to figure that out. But still a good show overall. 7 out then. Now we slide to Rampage, still in Arizona, kicking off with a trios tag team match. Orange Cassidy, Rocky Romero, Trent Barretta versus Roderick Strong, Matt Taven, and Matt Bennett. Something Taven and Bennett, whatever the heck. Nice power bomb and a zigzag combo from Taven and Bennett. Rocky endless lariats, that was fun. And then Roderick, as illegal as fuck, just goes into the match, hits an end of heartache. Taven pins Undisputed Kingdom win the match. A chaotic fast-paced trios tag team match to kick off the show. I had no idea who was legal like 98% of the time. And freaking Roderick just going in there. Fuck it, I'm ending this match. Interesting way to, to finish this one off. But Taven and Bennett showed off some good teamwork together. And a pretty good opening match. Seven at ten. We move on. It is the Young Bucks now wanting to be called Matthew and Nicholas Jackson. They're going up against some local talent, Mondo Rocks and Robbie Litt. Nicholas opting to wrestle with his hat on, and he manages to keep it on. It was It's just a squash match, but still, I was expecting that hat to come off. Nicholas sends Mondo to Dick Kick City, EVP trigger, and the Bucks win in a squash match, and then they cut a heel promo on the crowd, demanding to be called Nicholas and Matthew, claim Sting and Darby are hurt, which is very believable and probably true, Bucks say they will climb the rankings fair and square, and yeah, I mean an effective squash match and a heel promo here for the Bucks. Uh, now that they're getting some more time developing the gimmick, I will say I really like what Matthew is doing. This, like, good guy, douchebag, and then there's Nick, who's, like, the hot-headed douchebag. It's okay. I'd much prefer Matt right now. He's having a lot more fun with it. Uh, with Nick, I mean, he could be having a lot more fun with the hot-headed thing. We'll see where it goes, but so far, not bad. Moving on, we have Mystico with the CMLL Luchadors versus Matt Seidel. Got Misco using an avalanche Spanish fly to take out Seidel, picking up a W for Team CMLL. Very solid back and forth match. I feel like I watched these two wrestle like on SmackDown like 12 years ago or something, and there was probably a lot of botches going on in that one, but it was a fine match. We get a quick promo from Brian Cage calling out anybody to fight him. Uh, you know, he messes up his words a little bit, but still, I, I enjoy Brian Cage's promos. Not bad. Now, it is time for the main event. We got Willow, Nightingale, and Chris Statlander with Hathaway versus the Outcast, Ruby Soho, and Soraya with Harley Quinn. Soraya accidentally clocks Ruby in the face. How you doing? Later, Soraya goes for the hot tag on Ruby, but Ruby ditches Soraya, punches Harley in the face, and leaves. Willow and Chris take down Soraya for the W. Classic outcast using the usual shenanigans as expected, but now they're broken up, so maybe no more shenanigans all the time. Chris and Willow, good teamwork, solid match overall. And Sky Blue appears, the lights go out, and Julia Hart appears standing with Sky Blue. So it appears that Julia Hart's mist or whatever she sprayed into Sky Blue has her possessed, and now they're hanging out with each other. I don't think that's new. I think that 
been going on for a little bit. I don't know. I'm a little bit confused. But anyway, that's the end of the show. An okay rampage with fine wrestling. Better pacing, I will give them that. With uh, some stuff mixed in to break up the wrestling. That was good. But nothing really special with this show. Other than some minor Young Bucks gimmick development. But yeah, this is a skippable show. 5 out of 10 for Rampage. And we finish it off with Collision in Las Vegas. We got the Blackpool Combat Club, John Moxley and Claudio going up against Star Jr. and Esfringe. I think that's his name. They're the CMLL Luchadors. Some different ones this time. We get Claudio smartly blocks Esfringe's Indian Deathlock pin thing on Moxley. That was cool. We get a, also a cool press slam into a cutter by BCC. Moxley blasting Star with an elbow, locks in an armbar, forcing Star to tap out. BCC grabbed the victory. Good opening tag team match. Both Luchadors solid performances. I don't think they were as, as flashy as the last grouping, but not bad. Moxley and Claudio, classic stiffness. The usual BCC performance. Good match, 7 out of 10. Moxley calls out for somebody, anybody to step up to the plate. Out comes... FTR. They have a little quick stare down with BCC, which turns into a full-scale brawl. Man, Moxley and Claudio versus FTR. Like, I know exactly what the match is going to be, but it should be a dandy. It's going to be a war, so that should be good. We move on. It's Danny Garcia with Daddy Magic on commentary versus Shane Taylor with Lee Moriarty. Shane drops Garcia with a thunderous chop. Good lord. Garcia wears down the bad knee of Taylor, locks in an arm bar, and Taylor forced, no, knee bar, there you go, Taylor forced to tap out, Garcia grabs the dub. Nice comeback performance from Danny, taking a beating from Taylor, who had a good performance as well, his chops, oh my goodness, really nice chops on Shane Taylor, solid match overall, we're starting to get into a routine with Danny Garcia matches, just a comeback formula, get your ass kicked, Big comeback and a win. So there you go. Eddie Kingston backstage. He is not impressed with the Bucks attacking Sting and Darby last week. Also disgusted at Brian Danielson's lack of respect. Challenges Danielson to a match at Revolution. If Eddie Kingston wins, Danielson must shake his hand. Oh, baby. That'll be fun. We move on to a two-on-one match. It's the Outrunners versus Brian Cage. Brian squashes the Outrunners with a big old powerbomb and a pretty cool-looking submission. Vegas Golden Knights mascot Chance is dancing with Cage and Nana after the victory. Offense is taken. Cage beats the shit out of Chance. Hook shows up to save the day. Brawls with Cage on the stage to the back. So, okay, so Hook and Brian Cage getting into it. I mean, bro, Hook... Hook is like 200 pounds lighter than Brian Cage. Brian Cage should eat him alive. That's all I got to say about that. We move on. It is Edge. He is contemplating who his next challenger could be. He teases Eddie Kingston. He's like, yeah, I want to fight that guy, but not yet. He needs to take out Christian first. But Danny Garcia interjects, claims that he is the one deserving of a TNT title shot. Edge compromises with Garcia, challenges him to a match, and the winner will get a shot at Christian in the TNT Championship. Edge warns Garcia, he's going to kick his ass next week though, so watch out. Alright, I'm excited to see that match. Good segment. Um, Yeah, another competitor on the AEW roster. Again, I like that Edge isn't just going for all the big names. He's going after some of the guys that... Not saying Danny Garcia is necessarily lost in the shuffle, but he's going for those other names, guys that are very, very talented in the ring, but could use a little little push, a little more of a push. So I, I enjoyed that. Good segment. We got Willow, Chris, and Hathaway. They are interviewed about their newfound chemistry. Solid quick segment here. They're quickly becoming one of my favorite teams, gimmicks, whatever is going on. Fun stuff. Oh, Jesus, here he comes. It's Brody King with Julia Hart versus Mark Briscoe. Briscoe boosts off of a chair. Senton dive takes out King on the outside. Briscoe wants a table, but the referee says, no dice. Violent chop off advantage goes to Brody, no doubt, but Briscoe was there. Briscoe top rope corkscrew dive lands on his feet casually. Like, come on now, so badass. Thumbs up. 
Brody pushes Mark off of the top rope, and Briscoe crashes through the table, which was already broken somehow. King nails a driver, grabbing the W. Whew! Hell of a fight right there. Brody's chops absolutely off of the charts. Great performance out of him, as always. And Briscoe hanging tough with the monstrous King. Very enjoyable match. Seven and a half out of ten. And then Julia Hart just stabs Briscoe in the head with a friggin' ice pick. What the hell? Briscoe is a bloody mess. He needs medical assistance. And there was a lot of blood. A lot of blood. We move on. Deanna Perrazzo going up against Kiera Hogan. Perrazzo catches Hogan in the Venus de Milo. Deanna picks up another W. She is 6-0 now after her debut. Fine match. It was all right. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Tony Storm interrupts Deanna's celebration, making her grand entrance to the ring for her AEW Women's Championship match. Tony Storm with Luther and May defending against Queen Amanetta. Hell yeah. Queen hits an air raid crash. Tony kicks out of that. Storm avoids a hip attack. Nails Queen with a hip attack of her own. Mini pile driver Storm pins and retains the AEW Women's title. Queen continues to get better, and she's getting closer to that W. I think this was a title match. I'm not 100%, but I'm pretty sure. Good effort, though, overall. Storm, what can I say? Entertaining performance. Solid match right here. Tony cuts a promo while lying down in the middle of the ring. Announces her new film will premiere next week. Can't wait. Now we get to the main event match. International Championship on the line. Orange Cassidy defending against... Tomohiro Ishii. Ishii? I don't know. There's two eyes on the end of it and they, whatever. Orange offense, not effective against Ishii. Backs up Cassidy into the corner and just starts going to town on Cassidy with the strikes. Love that moment right there. So funny. Thumbs up. Cassidy bounces back with Tornado DDTs. Just fantastic selling from Ishii. Just planting his head into the ground. So good. We get a super delayed superplex by Ishii. Impressive strength and control on display. Orange punch and a beach break by Cassidy. Ishii kicks out of that. Orange avoids the brain buster. Rolls up Ishii. Snags the, the pinfall and retains the international championship. Oh, Buddy, that was freaking awesome. Ishii, man, fantastic selling. Like, if you look at this guy, you'd be like, oh, he can't sell. But, oh, he, he sold his ass off in this one. And, and non-selling. He also doesn't sell certain offensive maneuvers, which is very entertaining. Crazy near falls in this match. I mean, stiff shots galore, of course. Impressive counters. And the ending was crazy. And, of course, you got that Orange Cassidy comedy mixed brilliantly with the Pitbull. I was surprised at how good they mixed together. Eight and a half out of ten. This match was friggin' awesome. And that's the end of the show. Really good collision sending us off on a two-week break. So there won't be any collision for the next two weeks because they're having the NBA All-Star week or whatever the heck is going on. So no collision reviews for the next couple of weeks, but I imagine they're going to be beefing up Dynamite and Rampage. Page, so it should be okay. Lots of quality wrestling on this show. The main event, certified banger. Got to check that match out. Tons of fun. And they mixed in some segments to add in more variety to the show. Break it up. Good job. Seven and a half out of ten for Collision. And we go to the three stars of the week. Loaded week of wrestling. Lots of great matches to talk about. Uh, Vengeance Day is in contention for this week's three stars. So let's start out with some of these shout-outs, y'all. We got some shout-outs to get through. Dijak versus Joe Gacy. No disqualification match at Vengeance Day. Lots of fun right there. My boy Dijak never letting me down. The guy always puts on a great match with anybody. And Joe Gacy, maybe his best match I've seen him in in NXT. He's doing this kind of new solo gimmick thing, going crazy. I dig it, and it was a really, really good match. Go check that one out. Want to shout out Valkyria versus Perez versus Vice at Judgment Day. That match was a lot of fun because it got turned into a triple threat match uh, about halfway in. So the first 
Part of it was one-on-one, and it was actually really good. And then, yeah, it gets turned into a triple threat. I liked what Vice did, though it doesn't make sense when she cashed in her contract or whatever. It made the match a lot better, so I had to shout out that one. And this one was tough to not make it into the three stars, but DIY versus the Creed Bros versus Imperium versus the New Day in that fatal four-way tag team turmoil thing on Monday Night Raw. Outstanding. Really showing off the potential of what the WWE Raw tag team division looks like right now. It looks really good. And not long ago, it was on life support. So they've really turned it around. You got the Creeds in there, man. They're probably the best tag team in the world right now. They're so fucking good. Yeah, that match was awesome. Check that one out. And now we get to the official three stars of the week. Third star is going to... It's Dijak versus Druganoff on NXT this week. God damn. I feel like I've seen these two fight a few times now, but every time they go at it, it's amazing. It's nothing short of amazing. Dijak, like I said, can work a great match with anybody. And when you give him a guy like Druganoff, who is one of the most intense, amazing wrestlers on the planet right now, you're going to get some magic. And that's exactly what we got on NXT this week. Really good. Good enough for the third star this week. Second star goes to... It's going to Ishii versus Orange Cassidy International title match on Collision. Um, Might get a little boost out of me because I'm a huge fan of Ishii. He's a pit bull. He's an animal. And to see him in a match like this with Cassidy showing off a little bit of comedy and his selling was so fucking good. I was blown away. This was a ton of fun. Good enough for the second star. And the first star goes to... Trick Williams versus Ilya Druganov, Vengeance Day. Holy shit. They did a fantastic job telling an awesome story in the ring. The rise of Trick Williams and set up for greatness on this night. Only for it all to get taken away from him. But put on an outstanding match with Druganov. Has to be Trick's best match to date. Though he's still not a you know, a dynamo in the ring or anything, but paired so well with Dragunov. The crowd was so hot. The story built into this and the Carmelo drama, it was awesome. Fucking awesome. And I'm really happy that, you know, I I fan a trick. I would have loved to see Trick get the championship, but it just didn't feel right. I'm happy Dragunov is still our champion. He deserves to be, and he gets the first and third star this week. So congratulations to Ilya Dragunov. Just continues to kill it as you guys continue to kill it. Well done, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this week's recap. We will be doing it again next week, y'all. We're here every week with the recap uh, in terms of what else is going on with the GX Gamer Cast and and the Wrestle Cast and and the and the hockey cast pretty standard regular scheduled stuff i don't have anything particularly planned for the gamer cast might do a retrospective something's going to be coming for y'all this week on the gamer cast and with the hockey cast doing some hockey news you know uh, the trade deadline is quickly arriving on us so probably going to be going through some trade deadline trade uh, teams that are going to be looking for some trades so as always there's always going to be some content here for you on the gx plus cast if you want to help out the GX Plus cast a little bit. Just make sure you're hitting that review button, hit that like button, do whatever it is that you got to do to help out the podcast. Only takes a second of your time, and boy howdy, does it ever go a long way for me in this podcast. You want to send in some questions, have an answer, or have a question answered live on the podcast, send in a question. There's a Twitter, there's email addresses, and of course, I upload all these episodes to the YouTube page, Gamer GX Videos. You can drop a comment there on YouTube. I'll see it. I'll put it in an episode, and I'll answer your question live. That would be a ton of fun. And yeah, so again, thank you everybody so much for listening. You're awesome, and we'll be back again soon with some more GX Plus guests.